invite Joanne to come forward. We're very pleased to have Joanne Dietzel with us today, well known to us previously as a conference minister, <laughs> but now she has moved up to a new uh, word, the executive <laughs> conference minister. So we're very grateful for Joanne and uh, all the different ways you have walked with us, steadied us, stabilized us these past years. Mm -hmm. Let me pray with you. you. Dear God, we ask for a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit. Speak to us through Joanne and give her much joy and a deep sense of peace as she shares your message. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Good morning. Before I begin my meditation this morning, I want to express deep, deep gratitude to you as a congregation for your ongoing thoughts and prayers. I was surprised and overwhelmed by the many, many cards that I received from you after my diagnosis of multiple myeloma and with the invitation to serve as the Executive Conference Minister of ACC. It's hard to put into words the unexpected emotional and physical journey of the past several months. This past Friday, I had my 10th chemo infusion and will continue the same uh, regimen for the next four to six months until my medical team feels that I'm ready for a stem cell transplant. I'm responding very positively to the treatments and I've had no adverse effects, except that I'm tired. And I was tired before, but, <clears throat> but I'm a little more tired now. On April 3rd, I started as the Executive Conference Minister, and I'm living into that role. I feel strong support from the ACC Executive Committee to adjust my schedule to accommodate the many medical appointments and lab appointments that are a part of a journey like this. I have been blessed and blessed time and time again by the concern, thoughts, and prayers that have been extended to me and to our family. Thank you to you as a congregation. Now let's look at the text for this morning. Psalm 68. This psalm is accredited, is credited to David, and it celebrates the faithfulness of God in the history of Israel. It's one of the oldest psalms that there is, and some see this psalm as a collection of short songs or key lines of as many of as 30 different separate hymns. The psalmist opens with a note of triumph and a declaration of God's might against the enemies of Israel, 
May God arise. God's power is able to send God's enemies running. He says, some translations say, to blow them away like smoke or melt them like wax in a fire. God's presence does make a difference. In verses 4 to 6, God give, the psalmist gives reasons to praise God. God is both powerful and merciful. Here we have a picture of a God riding like a general at the front of a warring cavalry, as well as one who is tenderly caring for the widow and the orphan, a father to the fatherless, a defender of the widows. Let it never be said that God does not care for those in need. The rebellious, however, do not enjoy the benefits of being rightly related to a loving God. The rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. In verses 7 to 10, David recalls the mighty acts of God in the early history of the Israelites. He rehearses God's presence through this 40-year experience. In the midst of the wilderness, God refreshed his people with rain. Rain that reassured the Israelites of God's concern for them. Because of the rain, God's people were able to survive and dwell in an otherwise parched land. Again, God's presence is both powerful and merciful. God is the divine warrior who is also the creator of the world and has power over everything created. And then finally, in verses 32 to 35, all nations are invited to recognize the awesome majesty, power, and sovereignty of God and to respond by offering worship to the Lord. The psalm keeps uh, shifting from speaking about God to speaking to God, as is indicated in these last verses. Some commentators suggest that Psalm 68 is a difficult psalm to interpret and understand. This may be because of thinking about God as this divine warrior or like a general at the front of a warring cavalry, or the way David deals with enemies, our Anabaptist theology is not always comfortable with this imagery, maybe not at all. However, Psalm 68 is filled with familiar themes that are found in many of the other Psalms. What are some of the practical considerations in this psalm? I will share four with you. God's presence does make, does make a difference in, the life, in our lives. Let me say that again. God's presence does make a difference in our lives. We need <clears throat> never to face the issues of life alone. When children are scared of the dark, we tell them to not be afraid because God is in the darkness 
All of us face dark and difficult days, and we too need to remember that God is present with us. Several times this psalm mentions enemies, and sometimes I like to skip over those verses because I don't have any enemies. I like everybody. Everybody likes me. I want to move on. However, I believe we all have enemies. Sometimes they're not in people, but they're in other things that we struggle with. Fear, anxiety, broken relationships, pain, envy, critical spirits. There's many other things I could name. Knowing that God is present should encourage and inspire us to face all of life's circumstances with courage and confidence. These past three months have been teaching me to admit that I am powerless over challenges that seem unmanageable. This has been one of the most freeing admissions. Admitting my powerlessness, admitting that, could help me find peace. I'm learning not to allow the situation to determine my thoughts, actions, or feelings. Admitting our powerlessness frees us to allow the one who has power to become active and present in our lives. A second consideration in this psalm. There are no little people in God's sight. David marvels that the God of the macroscopic could be, in, could be concerned with the microscopic. That the God who created the planets could be concerned about people. Psalm 68 affirms the concern of the God of the universe for people especially those who are overlooked, ignored, or forgotten by our society. This is the God of many names, friend of lonely people, releaser of prisoners, joy of miserable people, leader of captive people, welcomer to the family. Every person matters to God. A third consideration, God's provision is always timely. Just as David recalled ways that God provided for the Israelites, it's helpful for us to recall ways God has provided when facing difficulties and needs. God's provisions come at the right time and they remind us and reassure us of his concern for our well-being. In spite of overwhelming odds, we can trust God to provide. Joyce Rupp, in her book, Anchors for the Soul, writes this. Don't run when faced with something or someone that seems like an adversary. Stay with it. Try to hear it. Let the process unfold. Sooner or later, what is constricted will lift its head and surprise you with how simple 
the truth is. One of the provisions the writer emphasizes in this psalm is the rain that the heavens pour down. I like the way different translations translated this verse. You sent abundant rain, O God, to refresh the weary land. You poured out rain in buckets, O God. Thorn and cactus become, became an oasis for your people to come and enjoy. You gave abundant showers, O God. You refreshed your weary inheritance. Rain in abundance, O God. You showered abroad. You restored your heritage when it languished. And a final consideration in this psalm. We should praise God for who God is. Our God is indeed an awesome God who's worthy of praise. All are invited to recognize the power and the mercy of God and to respond. A proper understanding of who God is will cause us to respond in reverence and in praise. God challenges us to share the news about his power, his wonder, and his mystery. God's light of love shines down on us as faithful people, empowering and blessing us as we joyfully worship together in the presence of a holy God. As I thought about this message this morning, I wondered, what might this psalm have to say to you, Elisa, this morning as you're credentialed for ministry? And I have a couple things to share with you. First, God's presence does make a difference. Lisa, you will never need to face the issues and challenges of life and ministry alone. When you feel powerless, God sees you. This is the God who is present with you right now, who will see your pain, your loneliness, your confusion, your grief, even your physical afflictions. This is the God who will be present with you when you cannot be with others physically, and the God who will be present when you can. In verse 6, David says, God gives the desolate a home to live in. God places the lonely in families. Elisa, God has placed you here in this faith family. This is a safe place for you to live and share your gifts of ministry. When you feel lonely or discouraged, remember, God has placed you in this family a home where there's much love and care. Remember that God is powerful and God is merciful. God knows the most fragile places in each of us and is able to free us from the things that entangle us. Elisa, you are cherished by the Holy One in the joys and the challenges that will come your way. May you experience an astonishing sense of well-being and gratitude 
knowing God is powerful and merciful beyond your understanding. God refreshes his people. In your ministry, Elisa, there will be elements of surrender and vulnerability when you need to let go of your own agenda. At these times, we would all like to plan for the watering and refreshing of our souls by ourselves. Remember that God is with you, providing for you, watering your inner garden. You will not be washed away, nor will you be left dry forever. God is inviting you to wait in hope with an open heart and mind. The rains will come, and when they do, they will sing in your soul. May God bless you and this faith community with plentiful and sustaining reign of peace, wisdom, guidance, and grace. May you find many reasons to sing praise to the Lord, who is powerful and majestic. This God of power and majesty is also the God who gives you strength and who knows your deepest need. May you find joy and wonder in the moments of your life and ministry. May you lean into your life and ministry. May your daily prayer be, Lord, give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. And in conclusion, for all of us, Psalm 68 is a song of praise and thanksgiving. It's a reminder of all the places where we see God at work in the world. God is with orphans and widows, the homeless and prisoners. God will restore the land and provide for the needy and more. Whatever calamities occur in our lives, God is there helping and guiding and supporting us through it all. God's enemies, whoever or whatever they may be, are no match for our God. Despite the chaos, we are restored and renewed. We are encouraged and invited to sing praises to God. This awesome God provides abundantly and gives us strength to meet life's challenges. In response to God's graciousness, we are to recognize God as the source of all. Remembering all of these things, how can we not sing for joy? Amen.